0: The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by mybookie.ag. Join now and mybookie will match your first deposit with a 100% bonus. Just use the promo code SGP100 to activate the offer. So visit mybookie today. Play, win, and get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Oddshark. Shark offer you free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff. With betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. Follow them on Twitter at Oddshark and check them out at www.oddshark.com The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is the only mobile app that gives you the best chance to beat Vegas, get easily trackable line movement and see which team The public backs view betting trends all day, calculate your return, and follow your picks right from your device. So, head over to betql.co and download the app.
1: guys, this is the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Very, 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 very important thing to get out of the way before we start this EPL show. The 100% deposit bonus on mybookie.ag finishes this weekend. So this is the last chance you're going to have to get a 100% deposit bonus by using the promo code SGP50. This is the best time to open an account because you do need a betting account to do bets. So you may as well do it when you're getting 100% of your money as a bonus, I can't think of why you would wait. You need an account to bet. A lot of the prices that we give out are from mybookie.ag because they are the sponsor of the Sports Gambling Podcast. So make sure you go and get that account. You can get it afterwards. That's all good. That's fine. If you want to sign up anytime, go ahead. They will continue to sponsor the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. However, it's a 100% bonus using the promo code SGP100. It's stupid to wait. Go and open your account now. Pause this and open your account at mybookie.ag, the sponsor of this podcast. Anyway, moving on to the EPL show. Wasn't a great week last week. Our worst one, five and five. But but the lock run has continued. We did land the lock with Arsenal. We are now at nine and one, 90% with the locks so that is very good going that's more than good going six and four on the locks is good going nine and one is ridiculous we've got ryan kramer on the nfl show he's at 100 negative percent 0 and 6 or 0 and 7 now yeah 0 and 7 so um have a listen to that and see what he's picked out for his lock on the NFL show this week, if not just purely for comedy value. Uh, Sean's doing fine at the, on the other side of the coin. And um, generally the picks over there are good, so I won't take the mix too much. It's just that the locks are just terrible. Uh, and the thing is, is that Ryan... He's in his own head completely. He, he picked a lock that was perfectly good. Perfectly good logic. Detroit coming off a rest going into Miami, who went into overtime the week before. Perfect, perfect sense. Great lock and then as he was given out, he changed it to Denver. It was, was, um, sorry, changed it to uh, Arizona to beat Denver, which is a horrible play. So, um, give him a tweet, give him some, uh, give him some stick, laugh at him, laugh at Ryan. Um, let's hope he gets it right this week because I do follow his locks and, um, I'm losing money, but I'm smiling as I do, but you're not losing any money here because five and five is the worst week we've had. We've generally been around about eight and two, seven and three, and we are nine and one on the lock. So if you bet on, anything here, you should be betting on the locks. The locks are uh, a registered play over at lockbetting.com. They do go on onto the P&L. I do expect all of my lockbetting members to be listening to this podcast and it goes up on that feed anyway. So if you want the European show and the and the uh, Europa League shows and daily Champions League shows, then you need to go and sign up at lockbetting.com. Moving on to the Premier League this week. No early kickoff on Saturday. It does start at 3pm with Brighton and Wolves. Brighton are the underdogs here. 2-1. 11-5 the draw. And 7-5 on Wolves. Wolves were made to look very average by Watford last week. Um, I wouldn't be too concerned if I was Wolves fans. There's no way they would get sucked into a relegation fight. I don't even think Brighton are going to be involved in the relegation places. Now, the relegation candidates are becoming smaller and smaller every week. The likes of Wolves, Brighton, Bournemouth seem to be away from it. Watford certainly are away from it. West Ham won't be relegated. Leicester are too good to go down and they're not anywhere near it anyway. It does seem to be reducing itself solely down to Cardiff and Huddersfield definitely and then possibly one of Newcastle or Southampton and maybe even Burnley and Southampton and Newcastle actually play this week in what I would consider to be a six-pointer. I don't consider Brighton Wolves to be in this at all um, but at the same time looking at this game this is the kind of game that I would think Brighton need to win to get away from it and I am surprised at not at Wolves being favourite but at being a strong favourite here like 7-5 to five, where, where they're returning significantly less than they are if you back Brighton this leads me to going for Brighton on the double chance here uh, I like Brighton to avoid a defeat that is available to you at 4-7 to seven. I would play it um, it may be a part of um, some kind of parlay we do later because I like it a lot. Brighton are a decent home team. They've beaten Man United at home this week, uh, this season Sorry, and uh, last week they won away to Newcastle which was a surprise to me because I thought Newcastle might get their points tally up and running last week but they are in big trouble. I think at the moment I would lean towards Newcastle joining Cardiff and Huddersfield in the championship next season. Fulham versus Bournemouth. Didn't mention Fulham, um, but the amount of goals they're conceding would make them a threat for relegation. I just personally think that they play really good football, and um, they've got a good manager, and I think they'll get out of it. But um, play Bournemouth this week, and they are nine to five underdogs, eleven to four the draw, and thirteen to ten on Bournemouth again. I'm going to do the same bet here. This is definitely another barking dog. Um, on paper, Fulham are a better team than Bournemouth, in my opinion. Man for man. And it's narrow. I would say it'd be about 6-5 in favour of Fulham. But they certainly are man for man. Better. The likes of Sessegnon uh, and, and uh and obviously... Uh, Ryan Sessegnon, uh players like that would all, would all get into this uh, Bournemouth team relatively easily. I, I would have no disputes uh, about that. Um, yeah, I mean, just looking through, as I'm looking through the team, uh, you can make a case definitely for, for, the, for those three. I would think that um, seri Sessegnon and Mitrovic walk in. Then you're looking at Andre Scherler, uh Tom Kearney, and uh, maybe Alfie Mawson. I think they would be my six that get into the Bournemouth team. The point of breaking it down like that is because I think that Fulham should be much tighter to Bournemouth in this game. I don't think Bournemouth are a 13-10 favourite. Therefore, again, this time at Uh, four to six on the double chance we will take Fulham and that means that all they have to do is avoid a defeat there so I'm not taking Fulham to win I'm not taking Brighton to win I'm taking Wolves and Bournemouth not to win those games away for the first couple of choices up next, Liverpool versus Cardiff. This certainly will not be an away win. Liverpool are at 1-9. The draw is at 15-2. And Cardiff are at 22-1. to This is interesting because Liverpool have struggled to destroy anyone in the league, although they did get a four nil win in midweek against Red Star Belgrade and surprisingly played all three of Salah, Firmino and Mane. Um, I'd be surprised if they do that again. I think maybe the reason Klopp did that is because he sees this as a harder game than this one. Uh, you could see one of, if not both, Sturridge and Shakiri featuring in this game. So be careful in terms of taking a goal scorer in this game, because a goal scorer bet will count if the goal scorer uh, that you've chosen steps foot onto the pitch. And that's the difficulty with this, because um, if you're getting a full 90 minutes, then there are lots of goal scorers. I fancy, I fancy Mane, I fancy Salah, and, of course, Firmino fancy all that front free to be able to score. But, I mean, if they don't start, then there's obviously much less of a chance. I think uh, Daniel Sturridge could be a good bet to, to score, though. Um, he's available at even money. I think he could be the one who comes in and starts this game um, more, more likely than Shaqiri. I think Mane... Missed out last week with a hand injury and I expect him to play two in a row. Wouldn't shock me entirely if Mo Salah was rested this week as well. Um, So it's an interesting one. As far as a bet goes, um, that was mainly covering the kind of the fantasy aspect of it. Uh, Liverpool minus one. At one to three, could something be definitely deconsidered for parlays? Liverpool to win to nil at four to seven is my official pick here. Again, something to consider for parlays. Don't think Cardiff are going to get too near the Liverpool goal here. I think it should be a comfortable win for Liverpool. Uh, three or four nil. Southampton versus Newcastle. Southampton, 21 to 20 favourites. 11 to five the draw and 14 to five Newcastle. Can Newcastle beat anyone in this league? They are looking terrible. Uh, They did really good for 45 minutes against Man United. And then they looked horrendous for 90 minutes against um, Brighton last week. The other time I watched Newcastle this season was when they drew 0-0 away to Cardiff. They looked awful there as well. They seem to look good against the better teams, especially at St. James' Park. uh, Although they have lost 2-1 away to City. They lost 2-1 at home to uh, to Tottenham as well and looked okay in that game. And uh, obviously, we all know about a 3-2 defeat against Manchester United. They did have a tough running, but the running has adjusted in the last few weeks and has become a lot easier. And Brighton at home is a must-win situation, and they failed to do anything out of that. Southampton themselves aren't exactly setting the world on fire, but a point against Bournemouth in the derby last week was a decent result for them. Uh, I think they can go ahead and build on that. I think defensively, Southampton haven't been how they should be or how they've been in previous seasons this year. But obviously, a nil-nil against Bournemouth for quite a decent attacking side does show that they are maybe getting that right. Uh, I like the under two and a half goals in this game. It's happened in three of the Southampton's last five and two of Newcastle's last five, um, which gives it a decent opportunity of happening here, although obviously that only amounts to a 50% chance and you're not you're not getting 50% on the odds. You're getting a four to six going up against 11 to 10, four to six on the under. Uh, I'm happy to take it because of the stakes. If I was pushing myself for another bet, I would take Southampton and a draw no bet at one to two because if it's a draw... You get your money back. Um, The only way you lose that bet is if Newcastle win. And I'm pretty sure that Newcastle are not winning this game uh, based on the way that they've played so far this season. I doubt they can go to Southampton and win. Um, Last week was a real, real letdown. Watford versus Huddersfield. This is one of my favourite games on the board this week. Watford are 10 to 11. 11. The draw is 5-2 and Huddersfield are 4-1. Why are Watford 10-11 or 5-6 in some places? I don't know. That means the Huddersfield getting something out of this has an equal chance to Watford winning this game. It does not. Watford, although they were slaughtered at home against Bournemouth, four by uh it was Bournemouth yes four nil in what was probably their worst performance of the season they did start this campaign with four wins and last week they got their shit together by winning at Wolves now Huddersfield or Cardiff can battle it out amongst themselves to determine who are the worst team in this league but the fact that even in that conversation means that I don't expect them to go to Watford and get anything this is a great great bet May even lock this up this week. Strongly, strongly fancy Watford to win this game against Huddersfield this week. Leicester versus West Ham. Leicester City are 11-10, 12-5 the draw, 12-5 the away win. Leicester looked really good in a 3-1 defeat against Arsenal. They looked good against a lot of the top sides this season. They've won four and... um, and I believe they've. Uh, let me have a look at the record. They won four and lost five. I'm going to just double check that now. Yeah, just seen one four, lost five, and they've looked pretty decent in every game. So, um, so just to clarify something, I've just realised I can't be on a nine and one lock run because there's only been uh, nine games. It's an eight and one lock run, and I I just checked the description as well of the last podcast. It was at seven and one. It's moved on to eight and one. We're going for nine and one this week. So it's still eighty percent, but. um, or oh, just over 80%, sorry. But yeah, so I got a bit excited there. It's nine and one that we're going for this week. It's, it's 90%. I just realized that because I've already written a description for this podcast where it does say that... Um, and he's hoping to go nine and one, taking his locks to ninety percent. So, yeah, I need this lock this week to to boast that claim, and I and I do want it badly. So, we're um, really going to think about the lock here. Certainly won't be coming out of this game. I uh, narrowly fancy Leicester to win this, based on the fact that they have looked better than West Ham throughout the season, and I like the prices. Uh, Eleven to ten is reasonable, but. It's not one of the better bets this week. Although this game is on TV and it will tempt people, um, both teams to score might be the way to go because neither have looked watertight at the back by any means. Uh, so I think that's another one that could keep you interested watching this on TV. But um, definitely not anything strong here. And that pays out, by the way, at 10 to 11. Uh, moving on to Sunday, we're on the new page here. Burnley versus Chelsea. Uh, as you've noticed, it wasn't very top heavy on Saturday, so you're going to see the likes of Chelsea, Arsenal, Man United, Tottenham, and Man City all playing now in these remaining four games. So Chelsea travel to Burnley, where they are two to five. Burnley at eight to one, and the draw is four to one. Burnley have got a little bit better. And last season, they were decent at home. This is a difficult game to take a bet on because the um, the price of two to five takes it just outside of our window where we're allowed to pick this as the outright selection. Um, therefore, now I'm basically fishing around for a bet. What I'm going to give out for this game is for the halftime score to have to be under two goals. So under one and a half goals at one to two, simply because of the way Burnley play, they'll be sitting back and inviting Chelsea to, to break them down and hoping to catch them with set pieces and whatnot. And, um, I, I, I'll be curious. The, curios, the curiosity in this game comes as to whether Chelsea are able to succeed in doing that in the first half, or or even or very early in the first half. Very in the first, very early in the first half, sets the tone of the game. Whenever Chelsea score in this game, it immediately sets the tone. If Burnley scores first, it doesn't make any difference because they're going to sit back even more and invite Chelsea to break them down. If Chelsea score. In the first 20 minutes, then the game changes completely. Then it could, then Chelsea could exploit gaps and, and win this game by three or four. If Chelsea score late, uh, and late being uh, after half an hour or between 30 and 60 minutes, or even later than that, then obviously under two and a half goals is a really good play in this. But it's risky because you don't know when Chelsea are going to break through. Therefore, that's why I've taken under one and a half goals in the first half because even if Chelsea score... After 20, 25 minutes, it's, it leaves them limited time to get a second goal. And uh, yeah, I think Burnley are decent enough defensively. Even Joe Hart in goal is playing well for them. Crystal Palace versus Arsenal. Palace are 10-3. The draw is 29-10. And Arsenal are 3-4 to 4 here. Arsenal are trying to secure their 12th win in a row in all competitions. That's a monumental achievement. And they're playing against the Crystal Palace side who are not very good at home. This is lock potential. It certainly, certainly has lock potential simply because of the records. Arsenal 11-0 at home. Crystal Palace yet to score a goal at home in the Premier League this season. That's right. They not only... Not one at home this season. They haven't even scored at home this season. That makes me strongly favor Arsenal in this game to extend the run to 12 in a row. Up next, Manchester United versus Everton. Manchester United are 7-10 favorites. The draw is 11-4 and Everton are 19-5. It feels like we say this all the time, but it's... Another must-win game for Manchester United. Um, The result in midweek wasn't as disappointing as the performance. I was at the game. I was not very happy with the way that we played. We were laboured, just knocking a ball around from side to side. Lacked ideas. And if we come into this game and play the first half the way we played against Newcastle, the way we played against Chelsea, the way we played against West Ham, the way we played against Juve, then Everton have got the firepower to take the lead and they're not going to um, sit back and let us come on to him and, and allow three goals to go in like Newcastle did. Everton are a better side. Marco Silva isn't a better manager than Rafael Benitez if by any means. But He does have better players at his disposal than Newcastle do. So if Man United go behind here, they're going to end up getting punished. My bet on this game is for both teams to score. Everton's defence is by no means watertight. They have been conceding goals regularly this season. They needed Pickford to save a penalty last week in order for them to keep a clean sheet. Um, Pickford has his work cut out for him nearly every single week. I'm not going to be able to take Manchester United to win this game, although I do fancy them to do it. But um, both teams to score five to six is the way I'm going in this game. Um, And um, despite the fact that Man United are not playing that well And um, I'm reluctant to pick them. I'm certainly not going to include them in my lock, dog and parlay. I would narrowly lean towards them here because they do have a very good record against Everton. Last of all, the game of of the week, the game that was moved to Monday because of the NFL. This one's going to be interesting is Tottenham versus Manchester City. There's lots of things to look out for here. Firstly, look into the crowd because most of these supporters bought tickets for Sunday and then the game was flexed to Monday. So I know a lot of tickets have gone on resale. I've managed to get hold of two. So I will be attending this game at Wembley. I'll also be attending the Jags versus the Eagles at Wembley the day before. So two days in Wembley for me. The second thing to look at will be the state of the pitch after the NFL. They're going to have to change it from an NFL pitch to a football pitch in 24 hours. So I don't envy those groundsmen at all. And the third thing that we'll be looking for is if Manchester City can exploit Tottenham as they usually do, as Liverpool did and as Barcelona did on this big pitch. I think that that will be the case. I think that Manchester City have had the extra day's rest in the Champions League. Tottenham played on Wednesday. Man City played on Tuesday. Man City won. Tottenham didn't. Tottenham have got injuries. Man City haven't. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne is back. That was the only injury they had. And Man City played better on this massive Wembley pitch. So... Lots and lots of reasons to take uh, Man City there and that's exactly what we will be doing. I think Man City will win this game, mainly also based on the fact that how weird will this league table look if Tottenham leapfrog Man City as Tottenham have been criticised for their style of play and performances this season, whereas Man City have been praised as they always are. But the difference in points is minimal because Tottenham will move ahead of City here with a win. I don't think that that's going to happen and uh, I'm going to take Manchester City to win this game, but it'll be interesting to see, um, all of the other things that we talked about there, how many people turn up, what the pitch looks like. And, uh, just basically if Tottenham can find a way to adapting to these big, uh, these, these, these footballing teams that like big pitches and go out wide and primarily, do find a way to beat Tottenham, who uh, who usually I would think are a decent underdog at home when they play against the likes of um, Liverpool and Man City. But I've seen it enough now and I've seen Tottenham not turn up to the party too many times at Wembley. And uh, like I said, Barcelona, Liverpool, Man City all run right. They're better footballing teams than Tottenham. They use the space better. They come out wide. The wide players just get into positions where they expose Tottenham and uh, I think Tottenham will be exposed again on Monday. Moving on to the last part of the show, which is a lock dog parlay. Uh, My lock this week is Arsenal. They're going for 12 in a row. I'm going for nine and one. So we're all going to put it on their backs to get their 12th win in a row against a Palace side that haven't scored at home this season. I like that one statistically. If it fails, it fails. But I'm picking it for all of the right reasons. So hopefully that will be enough to see us through. Uh, The parlay this week. I've uh, avoided going for Chelsea just simply because Burnley can sometimes be a bit of a banana skin. And I've just found better bets here to pad this out. Uh, I've gone for Liverpool to win to nil. I've gone for Watford outright and I've gone for Manchester United draw no bet. So basically, if Everton win this game, that's the only way you lose this bet. If it is a draw, it's voided from your parlay and it becomes a double with Liverpool to nil and uh, and Watford to win. And also, because it's the last game on there, you can hedge out here. You can have a little bet on Everton if you're two out of two and you can hedge out of this bet. So that one actually returns 372 Dollars from a $100 bet. So definitely like that one. My dog this week, there are more dogs around than usual to look at. There were a few that I liked. I did like the look of um, both Brighton and Fulham this weekend uh, being home underdogs. Um, I didn't like Tottenham. As I said, that would usually be something that I would look at. And um, ciphering between those two selections, I'm leaning towards Fulham. They're lower down in the league. They need a win more than Brighton do, although I wouldn't be surprised if both teams won. Uh, so, yeah, taking Fulham at nine to five or two to one in some places is the route that I'm going to take for my dog. Just looking at a little bit of fantasy to close out. Um, Usually I wouldn't recommend Arsenal defenders, but Burnley haven't, um, sorry, Crystal Palace haven't scored a goal at home. So possibly look at some of the Arsenal players. I like Leno, the goalkeeper there. I also like the Chelsea keeper. Uh, I don't think Burnley are likely to to score this week. If Chelsea are held to a draw, it's likely to be a nil-nil um Eden Hazard is an automatic pick for a lot of people at the moment. Uh, I wouldn't load up on City and Tottenham players this week obviously because they're playing each other. Don't really know what way that game's going to go. Be careful with your Liverpool players if you're going to have if you're the type of people that load up with Salah, Mane and Firmino. Because we don't know if they're all going to play, we could see Shakira, we could see Sturridge in this game, so we don't know what kind of rotation Klopp's going to implement. What does seem to be a steady, uh, a, st- a steady thing with Klopp. This year is his back four. Uh, Alisson is the goalkeeper. Van Dijk tends to play. Uh, Lovren now seems to be the centre-back with Joe Gomez as the right-back. So Alexander-Arnold may have lost his place. Maybe he could come back in. Uh, but Robertson Van Dijk look like the ever presence there and the goalkeeper as well. So they are certainly solid picks. Looking at the rest of the board, uh, I think Alexander Mitrovic could get a goal this week for Fulham. I think Watford could keep a clean sheet against Huddersfield. So their defenders are worth looking at, their attackers are worth looking at, the likes of uh, Troy Deeney. And um, at Arsenal, uh, if anyone, if people already have him, I would stick it out with Alexander uh, Lacazette in that team he seems to be the chosen striker he's priced up for less than a so despite the fact that a got the two goals last week I would expect Lacazette to start especially as he was rested for the Europa League and he is a good shout at 9.5 million I do expect him to score this weekend at Everton that concludes this week's EPL show don't forget to check me out on lockbetting.com good luck with your bets as always and thanks for listening guys